Good evening. This is Pastor Bill at Solid Rock Bible Church here in Reno, Texas. I want to welcome you out there and uh, everything. And just uh, want to wish you a very Merry Christmas before we get started because, you know, it's going to be here before we know it. And uh, I just want everybody to have a really, really great Christmas. And uh, But I've got a little message for you tonight. And uh, I've entitled this message, The Great White Throne Judgment. What is it? You know, there's a lot of people, they've heard of the great white throne judgment. They're really not sure exactly what it is. I know a lot of the people that are that go to church, that are in church, that, that read their Bible and everything, they pretty well know what it is and that, uh, that it's, it's something that's coming up. And uh, But there's many people out there that does not know what the great white throne judgment is. The great white throne judgment is going to be the last judgment that there will ever be. It's the last judgment of all time. It's going to be, like I said, the final judgment. And uh, so let's just take a kind of a quick look at what it is and what's going to take place. But in the book of Revelations, uh, John is given several different visions of what is going to take place in the future. And one of the visions that John received from Jesus Christ himself is recorded in Revelation chapter 20. <clears throat> and it concerns a judgment that will take place shortly after Christ's second coming. <clears throat> you know, after Jesus returns to the earth, the devil is going to be imprisoned for 1,000 years. And during that time, Christ will rule as king upon this earth. And this is called the millennial reign of Christ. He will literally come back to earth and he will reign for 1,000 years. And then when that 1,000 years is completed, Satan will be released. Many people say, well, why would Satan be released if he was, you know, in prison? He was chained up and he was thrown into just... He was thrown into the earth, into the depths of the earth. And uh, it, actually, it's called the bottomless pit. And uh, But he's going to release him. He's going to turn him loose. You know, a lot of people don't understand that even during the time of Christ, a person is still going to have to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Satan is turned loose. And he is going to be tempting people again, just like he is now. And the person is going to have to make a choice just like you and just like me. We're going to have to make a choice of whether we're going to receive Christ as our Lord and as our Savior or whether we're going to reject him and follow Satan. So they're going to have to make that choice. He is going to come back. He's going to cause problems. And then there's going to be a war. It's a war called Armageddon. Now, Armageddon will last just a very, very short time. Most people think, boy, this is really going to be, you know, a long, drawn-out war, but it's not. When Satan gets all of his uh, allies together to fight with Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ is simply going to open up his mouth and speak the words, and the enemy is going to be destroyed. 
It's not going to be a long, drawn-out war. It's, it, it's going it's to take place pretty quickly and be over with. And uh, this will be the last human rebellion against God. It's crushed. Satan is sentenced forever then into what the Bible calls the lake of fire. And you can read about this in Revelations uh, chapter 20, verses 7 through 10. Then the Bible describes <clears throat> what happens next. In Revelations 20, chapter 11 through 15, it talks about the great white throne and the judgment and what's going to take place. And I'm going to read that to you. It won't take but just a minute. But see, and this is John. He's speaking. This is the vision that Jesus Christ gave him of what is going to take place. Then I saw a great white throne and him who was seated on it. From his presence the earth and the sky fled away. There was no place found for them. And I saw the dead the great and the small, standing before the throne. And books were opened. You know, he said, I saw the dead. This here is the spiritually dead. It said the great. I mean, it was kings, it was well-to-do men, plenty of money, everything else, and then the great. Just the common, everyday man. They were all, every single one of them, was going to be judged by Jesus. He said they were standing before the throne and books, now listen, books were opened. And then another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead, like I said, the spiritual dead were judged by what was written in these books according to what they had done. It's according to how they had lived their lives here on earth and God keeps records. God keeps records. It said, And the sea gave up the dead who were in it. Death and Hades gave up the dead who were in them, and they were judged, each one of them, according to what they had done. Again, how they had lived their lives here on this earth when they was alive. It said, And then death and Hades was thrown into the lake of fire. After this judgment, that is the very end of death and hell. And it says, this is the second death. The lake of fire is what was called the second death, the lake of fire. And if anyone's name, now listen, if anyone's name was not, not found written in the book of life, they were thrown into the lake of fire. This book of life is also called the Lamb's book of life. Whenever you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, do you realize your name is written down in the Lamb's Book of Life? This is the book of life that this is talking about. Your name had better be in it when you die. If not, we just read what happened. You're thrown into the lake of fire simply because you never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You never repented of your sins. You didn't believe. And all those who did not believe, who did never accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, will be thrown into the lake of fire for all eternity. Now this event that takes place is referred to as the great white throne judgment. Revelation shows Jesus as the judge over all the living and the dead. 
It is Jesus Christ who is sitting on the throne doing the judging. It's a role, he said, that would happen during his earthly ministry. You know, here in uh, the book of John, chapter 5, verse 22, this is Jesus speaking, and this is what he says. He said, The the Father judges no one, but has given all judgment to the Son. The Son is going to be the one sitting on the white throne judging. Have you ever thought about that? Just think, of all the people, the one that they committed all their crimes, the ones they hated, the ones they, they mocked, made fun of, didn't believe in, is the one judged them. You know, and he's a fair judge, though. If at one time in your life, maybe you didn't believe. Maybe you didn't believe there was a God. Maybe you didn't believe in Jesus Christ. But later on you did. And you accepted Jesus Christ. Do you know that he put your name in the Lamb's Book of Life? He forgave you of the sins. He forgave you of your unbelief and all that. And now, he says, you have eternal life. I'm writing your name in the Lamb's Book of Life. You belong to me now. You're mine. I've have paid the price. Jesus paid the price for those that mocked him, made fun of him, scorned him, and everything. He paid the price for their sins. He died for them also, and then forgave them and gave them eternal life. He took our sins and gave us his righteousness. You know, that's a great trade on our part, isn't it? And uh, so this is God's final judgment upon man. And then after this judgment, there, there will never again be a trial. There will never again need a judge. Everything is going to fall into a perfect condition whenever Jesus Christ takes over and we're in heaven with him. There will be no more sin. I said be no more sin, no death, no pain, no sorrows, no crying, no tears. It's just going to be a time of joy and pleasure all eternity because we are with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, and you say, well, is there anywhere else where it kind of backs up what you just read about this uh, great white throne judgment? Well, yes, there is. You know, the prophet Daniel also wrote about this time and a vision that he was given hundreds of years earlier. <clears throat> Listen to what Daniel says. This is Daniel chapter 7, verse 9 through 10. It says, As I looked, thrones were, thrones were placed, and the Ancient of Days, God, took his seat. His clothing was white as snow. and the hair of his head was like pure wool. His throne was fiery flames. Its wheels were a burning fire. A stream of fire came out from before him. A A thousand thousands served him. And ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. That's who he's judging. Ten thousands of ten thousands. He says... And the court sat in judgment. They said, and the books were opened. The books were opened. Now this here is talking about, earlier we said there was books and then there was the books of life. The Lamb's Book of Life. These books open. You know, no one really knows for sure, but they've got a pretty good idea of what, the, of, uh, what these books contained. What was written in them. 
And uh, many believe that they contained a record of all of our sins that we had committed in this life and the debt that is owed by each person. You know, in the, let me, I'll show you where this comes from. In the first century, every criminal who was crucified had a note on a piece of paper nailed to the cross above his head telling of all of the crimes and the things that he had done and why he was being crucified. And those who were imprisoned or who were in jail often had a list of their crimes posted outside their cell. So everyone could see why they was in jail and what they had done. There was a record even then of all those thieves, murderers, and whatever of why they were crucified or why they were thrown in jail. For these reasons, the Bible commentators think that the books at the Great White Throne Judgment are records of every person's spiritual crimes. Our cursing of Christ, our rejection of Christ, our not believing in Christ, making fun of him, mocking him, railing on him. That was sin. It was sin against, it was our spiritual crimes against God. And it was also included our sins and crimes against other people. But more is known about the book of life that was mentioned. We hear about the book of life all the time, and many people did not understand what that was. But according to Scripture, the book of life contains the names of all. Every single person who is trusted in Christ for their salvation and have been saved from God's judgment by His grace. You know, the Bible, the Bible makes it clear that no person will spend eternity with God based on their good works or good deeds or, or what they did here on earth. God is basing his judgment, or what he's going to do on his grace. And it's because it is only our faith in Christ that saves us. Our faith in Christ is what saves us. Not all the good stuff we do, all good, doing good stuff is great. And we need to. But, so, but we really need to do the good things in order to give God the glory, where people know that, what we do is of God and that we are praising God and, and we're giving God the glory because he has allowed us to do good works. It's not on our own. You know, Ephesians 2, 8, and 9 tells us exactly what I just said. It says, for grace, for by grace you are saved. God's grace through your faith in Jesus Christ and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. It's a gift from God, His grace, His salvation. Not of works, lest any man boast. We can't go around boasting and say, oh, look at me, look what I've done. Look at all the great stuff I've done. Well, I sure worked hard to get myself into heaven. No. The only way you got to heaven was by God's grace, and his salvation, his love, his mercy, and you believing and accepting Jesus Christ. That's how you got into heaven. That is what it took, and it's what it takes today. 
John says that those whose names are not written in the book of life are sentenced to the lake of fire because of their sin that was never forgiven. Many people have sinned and you know, maybe they've straightened their life up a little bit, but yet they've never come to Christ and gave him their life. They never asked him to come into their life to be their Lord and to be their Savior. And they say, well, hey, everything's okay. I'm sorry, but it's not okay. It's not okay until you say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner. Forgive me. Come into my life. Be my Lord and Savior. I want to know. By your grace, I am saved, and I shall have eternal life. When you accept Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. It don't make any difference what you've done, where you've been, who you've been with, or anything else. But if you will believe in your heart that Jesus Christ died for your sins on that cross, and then on that third day he arose, if you can believe that and believe it in your heart, it says, you shall be saved. You shall be saved. Yeah, but Bill, I've lived a rough life. You know, I don't know if he would forgive me. Well, let's look at Romans uh, chapter 10, verse 13. What does it say? Whoever shall call upon the name of Christ shall be saved. That means if you will come to Christ, call upon him and ask him to forgive you, and you believe in your heart that he will, that he is the Son of God, do you realize he put that scripture in that Bible just for people like us who often wondered all the things I've done. Will he forgive me? Yes, he will. He's telling us right here. I don't care what you've done, where you've been, who you've been with, nothing else. But if you will receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, your sins are forgiven, your name is written down in the Lamb's Book of Life, you are forgiven, and you have eternal life forever. See, our works cannot save us. But you know they can certainly condemn us. They can't save us, but they can condemn us. Believers in Christ will escape the great white throne judgment because their sins have been paid for and forgiven by Christ. He paid for your sins. He died for your sins. He took your sins upon him. The sins that you committed, he took the punishment that you deserved, he took it on himself so that you wouldn't have to. And if you don't accept Jesus Christ, you will take the punishment yourself. And unless a person puts their faith in Christ, they will stand before Jesus at his great white throne judgment and be judged. Now listen, they will be judged unworthy of spending eternity with God. We don't want that. We want to spend eternity with God. Bypass hell. That's what the lake of fire is. It's hell. But when you accept Jesus Christ, you bypass it. You don't even have to worry about going there. So I'm going to ask you, if you haven't received Christ into your life as your Savior, would you pray now? and ask for forgiveness, and escape the certain judgment that is to come. Jesus says, it is coming. He has spoken. You know, he says that God is a God that cannot lie. What he speaks will happen. He has already said that without accepting him, 
is your Lord and Savior, you're guaranteed hell. And that is one thing that you want to avoid. That is one thing that you want to avoid. Hell is forever. Hell is forever. There's no escaping. There's no getting out. That's, that's where you will be. So if you're out there today, and if you have never received Jesus Christ, I've just told you what's going to take place. There's going to be one last judgment, the greatest and the last judgment of all time, where, where just thousands upon thousands upon thousands, probably millions, are going to be judged and then cast into the lake of fire. You don't want to be one of them. And you don't have to be one of them. God has made a way of escape. And that's by believing in his son, Jesus Christ. He said he sent Jesus Christ into the world not to condemn the world, but to save it. We are the world. He sent his son to save us from a burning hell for all eternity. So it's up to us. Where are we going to spend eternity? You know, I've had people ask me, well, if your God is such a loving and merciful God, why would he send anybody to hell? I just sat there and looked him right in the eye and say, God didn't send anybody to hell. You had a choice and you sent yourself. You had the choice and you have a choice. You can accept Christ, have your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life, have eternal life forever, or you can reject Christ and burn in hell for eternity. To me, that should not be a hard choice. God loves you, and he wants you with him, but you have to make the choice to be with him. And that's believing in his son, Jesus Christ. I hope if you're out there today, if you've never accepted Christ, that you will do that tonight. We don't know when things are going to happen. We don't know when the rapture is going to take place for sure. But you better be ready. You better be ready. It says that he shall come as a thief in the night. When a thief comes, that's when you, it's usually when you least expect it to happen. Because if he was ready for it, you'd be waiting for that thief. You'd be ready for it. So we just have to be ready constantly for the return of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, to take us back to heaven. So I'm going to close, and if you're out there, if you've never accepted Christ, you know, we're fixing to celebrate Christ's birth. This would be a really, really good time to invite Jesus Christ into your heart. This would be a great gift to God. It's for you to receive Christ, his gift, and have eternal life. Would you pray with me today if you have never accepted Christ? Even if you have, maybe you need to renew your life. Maybe, maybe you've kind of got away from Christ. I, you know, I, I used to go to church often. I was in there every Sunday, but things have happened. I hadn't been to church in quite a while. Now's the time you need to get back. You need to get back. And God's arms are stretched out to you, waiting for you to call upon his name. So let us pray. Father God, I'm thanking you for this day. I'm thanking you for the opportunity I have right now of receiving your Son, Jesus Christ, as my Lord and as my Savior. I believe in my heart, Lord, that Jesus Christ is your Son. He came and died for my sins, and I receive him. I, he took my sins, and he gave me his righteousness. 
So therefore, I am righteous now in your eyes, not because of anything I've done, but because of what Jesus did. And you have forgiven me. My sins are gone. And by me accepting Christ, I now have eternal life in heaven. If you've prayed this prayer, I want to tell you, your destination now is heaven and eternal life. I just want to say thank you for listening. And God bless you. This time of year, just remember, truly, what we're celebrating. We're not celebrating giving gifts and presents to each other. We're celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, whom God sent to give you the greatest gift you could ever have. And that's his son, Jesus Christ, and eternal life. So I'll see you next Tuesday. God bless each and every one of you. May his hedge of protection be around you and be around your family. God bless each and every one of you. And I just, Jesus' name, Lord, bless all of them out there that are hearing this word. Bless them like they've never been blessed before and let them know those blessings are from you. For you said that you would open the windows of heaven and you would pour blessings out on us that we could not contain. The blessings will be so many and so strong we don't even have a place for them. Those are blessings now. So until next Tuesday, God bless you and I'll see you then. Have a great Christmas and I'll see you next week.